just like that, here we are once again. Uh, hello, friends out there. Uh, welcome back to another edition of the Grunge Bible Podcast. My name is Chris Salona, joined by Ethan Shalloway. Welcome to episode 60. Ethan, how are you? Episode 60. Woohoo! If uh, we talked about this last week, uh, the 60th birthday, I would imagine, I feel like that's when you stop having big birthdays on decades like i feel like 21 obviously then Until you got 30 you 30 40 and 50 seem like they're worth having like a party like i want to have a nice party when i turn 50 but after that yeah not until you're 100 years old so 60 doesn't mean anything i feel i feel like 60 is the age that you realize you cannot do many of the things that you used to be able to do my dad turned 60 this year <laughs> the great reckoning is coming. <laughs> my dad, my older brother turns 30 and my dad turns 60, both in August. This is an overwhelming year for the uh, Shalloway clan then, huh? Yeah. And then next, and then my birthday when I turned 28 on September 28th, that's the golden, golden birthday. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing until my brother told me. Well, the good thing you didn't miss out. <laughs> I know. Told, good thing he told you on time. My little brother, he's the 16th, so he missed it. So you obviously it. have it in a few yeah, years. Yeah, I, I have advanced notice. I have a few more years yeah. before uh, that happens. But how, how are we doing but, today? Yeah, how are we doing? Um, it is what, it's Wednesday, so a little later in the it's recording. Wednesday, May 11th. Uh, we are sitting down to record this lovely episode, which will be released on Monday, the 16th of May. Yeah, for all those people keeping track at home. Uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's, a, it's midweek. It's been a long week already. Got a lot, lot coming down the pipe the next, a lot to be prepared for the next couple of weeks. So, uh, you know, it was a hot one outside today. We worked outside in a, you know, the labor job. And, you know, it's been just a, one of those grinders, you know, we're just getting after it. So I'm doing okay. I'm pretty tired. I'm wearing my, my hoodie and my I'm wearing a beanie to uh show off just how tired I can be. But no, I'm doing I'm doing other than that, I am doing pretty good. I'm just I'm just beat, man. But how are you? I am also beat. Um I'm I've waved the white flag. Uh this week has just been a total drag. Um I had a had a good weekend. One of my good friends from college uh unexpectedly came into town. Uh, so the candles were burned at all conceivable ends. Uh, furthermore, um, on Monday night, I went up to Boston to see John Mayer perform. Um, that was really awesome, but it was another late night, and uh, I begin working most weekdays at 6.30 in the morning. So uh, for those of us who are mathematically inclined, I did not get much sleep the last six or seven days, and... Uh, that uh that deficit is uh coming to roost <laughs> here today. So yeah, we're we're hurting a little bit. Hurting for certain. We're hurting for certain, yes indeed. <laughs> um but other than just my I mean my body my body feels good, you know, it feels tired and sore, but it feels good, you know, it feels like I've been busy and I always like that. I I wrote down Chris, this is a a, a, a very philosophical question but what what feelings make you feel most alive <laughs> start this episode with something oh, crazy shit. like like when i'm like an example like when i like when i work out to exhaustion or i have a full day and i exhaustion i take a shower and i come out and your body is fully relaxed like after like you know the hot water and then taking mm -hmm. like the the sweat off your body and the salt like 
that's when I feel most like I feel really full of life when I'm like exhausted. I know it's like the opposite. Yeah, I would uh, I would agree with that. Uh, a couple things that come to mind certainly uh, working your body hard physically, getting the heart rate going, and you know when things feel well in that realm, athletically especially, you feel you feel really good. Um, I guess aside from the physical aspect, things that make me feel alive, um, connection and time spent with people that I care about, uh, being around uh, people that I love or people that love me, um, a nice uh, a nice sunny day, which uh, I have a few of those coming this week. I'm really excited about that. Hopefully, it'll breathe some life back into me and make me feel alive. But yeah, it's uh I mean all 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 the good things. I mean the the bad things can make you feel alive too, but in maybe less desirable ways. Yeah. But they're out there. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Maybe you maybe you'll get sometimes you said you got some sun coming up. Oh yeah. In the next couple of days. That's good. Yeah, I'd say good. you have your first fresh day, fresh crisp day where you can feel like you just want to go outside and you oh, know, yeah. crack a few beers, take your shirt off, take your shoes off and just you know, that is, that. That that's, is another thing. that's another what thing we're looking for. That's one of the, another day that makes me feel alive. I'm just out there and the wind's blowing and you just it's crisp, as I like to say. But 100%. Um, so what do we what do we got for this this episode, Chris? What so, do we got coming um, down the pipe? Yeah, next well, 30 be- minutes before before we get into it. Um, this is great because the stars have aligned and we have a new Patreon member that we would like to announce. And we also have a little. Uh, editorial that we need to add but they're they're connected so uh i would love to announce our new top level patron uh is someone who's going by the name fresh tendonitis so welcome aboard fresh tendonitis they made the leap but not only do they make the leap but we say it every episode we want your feedback we want your the good the bad the ugly the indifferent uh you know lay it on us we're not shy we have thick skin complain about us, whatever. But anyways, Fresh Tendonitis commented on a post not too long ago um, with a little bit of a complaint about the episode that we did for episode 51 where we reviewed Soundgarden's Super Unknown album. And at the time, I believe we both characterized the song Fresh Tendrils as quote-unquote filler. And Mm -hmm. I I think I used the analogy that after the run of songs beforehand, Fresh Tendrils is like a cigarette break where you can kind of tune out of the album before you get ready for the end of the uh, end right. of the record. And we received a comment from Fresh Tendonitis before they became Fresh Tendonitis uh, telling us that we should take another look. And we have, and by golly, did we fuck up. Dude, we, I read the comment and it was like, just take, you know, try and see it once my way, basically. Yeah. And... I was I thought about it and I was like, you know what? I was like, that was wrong of us, you know. We definitely need to I needed to go back and take a look in the mirror. I need this is the slap back to reality that I needed to have as um as a so-called, you know, so-called grunge guy. So, yeah. I did my due diligence. I went and listened to it last night. I listened to it like honestly like 10 times today. Like I just put it in I put I listened to Soundgarden and Chris Cornell all all day um as I was working outside, but um, fresh tendrils, dude. I, you know, I just let it. I just let it take over my life as, as it should today. And I, I'm right. so glad I did. I'm so glad we had that wreck. Um, damn, it's good. 
Yeah, it's it's long really time fantastic. coming. Many serve the few. Um. <laughs> Throw yourself away. Well, I'm glad that we've thrown our old selves away, and we're now fully able to embrace this song. But it's one of those things where, um, to kind of extrapolate that on a little bit, it is nice to sometimes challenge yourself with songs or artists or albums that you might not necessarily like from time to time. If you if mm-hmm. you listen to an album song or two or the whole record doesn't connect with you give it some time get to a different point in your life a different headspace different demeanor and take another listen because you never know when something is going to jump out at you again and um it's great to be reminded of that so uh welcome aboard fresh tendonitis thank you for um altering our view and moving forward we will never forget fresh tendrils yeah it it teaches us um a good new vocabulary word because we had to look up tendrils Yes. And um, tendrils for was. the people listening is a twisting thread-like structure, thread-like structure by which a twining plant, such as a grape or cucumber, grasp an object or a plant for support. And I think that definitely goes with the kind of the theme of the newborn and the rest of the album. And um, it was really good. I mean, I worked in a lot of ivy and twine today, so like it was kind of. Uh, ironic yeah. a lot of a lot of trees were being hung up by the branches because they were hanging on for dear life yep. just as sometimes we do hey, that's us sometimes hanging on by a by a tendril the fresh tendrils of the job and and the the environment yeah, just keep us there and, and I, I i don't have any fresh tendrils all mine are rotten about to fall out and drop me just wait but, chris wait till you get a new endeavor you'll have some fresh ones to uh yeah, just wait to keep you on my time is coming so uh fresh tendonitis joins this proud legion of top level patrons uh and they are darian riddle brenda alex long captain high top black hole sean chris lsms lauren irene Nikki Six, Shannon Gorgone, Sue, Sonny Mashburn, Marianne, Kayla Jean, Millie, Alexis Shannon, Jamie Lynn, our number one fan from Australia, What the Fuck's Up Denny's, Release, Rachel Corning, Fuck Soup, Doug Endy, Jade Mercado, Carlene Salona, Wayne Staley, Victor Schaefer, Kara Kay, and the Blue Owl. And I have to say that was probably my quickest run through the top level patrons. Uh, We're moving right through here, but to everybody out there who is a top level patron, who is a middle tier patron or who is an entry level tier patron. Uh, thank you for your support. Uh, it means a lot to us and it has sustained us for now 60 episodes plus a plethora of bonus episodes and bonus content that is only available on Patreon. So if you like the show so far, which I think you might, that might be worth checking out. Uh, we would surely appreciate that if you did. Yep. There's nothing better than getting a notification of somebody that, has decided to do that so please give us that moment of joy yeah so ethan we were talking earlier today before we recorded and um most of the time we don't plan our episodes out with a whole bunch of uh forecasting or strategy it's usually what we feel like talking about but um here uh you know during this week uh this is the 16th of may that this episode's coming out um i immediately remembered looking at the calendar that uh Five years ago this week, Chris Cornell passed away, and um, I vividly remember uh, hearing the news and and processing it at the time, so it was kind of a no-brainer that this week we we need to take some time and and talk about Chris Cornell, and and I just, I can't believe that it's already been five years, to be honest with you. Um, I I was writing in in my notes for the show here, and um, 
I had to, I, I looked it up. Like I knew it was 2017 that he passed away, but five years, it just, uh, it doesn't. That's so long. It know? doesn't feel like it's been five years at no, all. No, it doesn't. And that could be for a lot of re- Yeah. It feels like the last three years with the pandemic has just morphed into one, but yeah. five years. I mean, I remember I was, I very vividly remember it was postseason and like everybody had kind of moved out. College was, the campus was bare in a way, mm-hmm. like it, you know, it was just about to get to that point. So, um, and I remember getting the text from somebody back home, Andy, who's been on the podcast, actually, yeah. he texted me and then you, I don't know if I texted you or you texted me when we started talking, but it was early morning. It was very early. Um, And it was weird. It was so weird to see that and to like, you know, as it has been when we've lost people since then, but uh, it was... It was such a weird thing to read. I, I, I was, I was in bed. I was laying in bed. I don't know. I, I like, I, I remember I, I literally woke up to the news. It was weird. Yeah. Um, I was in a similar position. Uh, my, my track and field season, I was uh, a junior in college. I'd finished up my junior year and my season had just ended. And, um, that, uh, the few days leading up to, uh, what ended up being the day of his death, uh, uh, my girlfriend at the time and I went up to uh, Minneapolis from uh, from Ames, Iowa, where where I lived at the time. And uh, that day, before I heard the news, uh, you know, drove back and uh, ended up. Uh, I was I got drunk. I went out that night, and so the following morning, I remember waking up very early uh, because I didn't feel very well. Uh, maybe about five thirty, six o'clock in the morning, and. Um, instinctively as you do you get up and you you take a look at your phone and uh i had gotten up because i wasn't feeling well i needed to take some ibuprofen or drink some water or whatever and i looked at my phone and i think it was time magazine for some reason i had notifications set up and and i got I, i got a notification and you put you see those words that you know Soundgarden front man musician chris cornell dead um my heart skipped a beat as soon as I comprehended what what um what the words were on my screen because it didn't compute right away once I read them. I think part of it was the malaise of having just woken up, and then number two, the fact that I think at that point in my life I had I still had this strange strange feeling um, that people who make it to that point in their careers or that point of life they've you know they've they've made it their their suffering and their struggle should be done and. I just remember being absolutely and utterly shocked and at a loss for words. And this was a time, Ethan, for the both of us where it was almost the height of our um, interest and uh, the height at which we were impacted by this genre and by Chris's work. I mean, the grunge renaissance or, or, or just storm in our life was, was full blow and, and this was just crushing, I remember, and it was uh I just mm-hmm. I like I, I got very emotional when I read it. Yeah. Um when you say yeah, it was like the heightened kind of in in you know, influential time for us with the music. So um, you know, because everybody knows we didn't grow up during that time, so it's like I wanna say it's like yeah, meeting you know, it's like a, a new relationship after a few years being taken away. Um, and of course, you know, we didn't view 
I mean, I would say Kurt or the people that have been or were passed away before. You know, it's different when you like find out and you and they're not around when you first start listening to them. But it felt it felt very yeah, like you just met somebody and then they moved away. You know, like but forever. You know, you know, felt very yeah. kind of personal. Um, as I know that it felt that for everybody that it was experiencing the same across same thing across yeah. the country and the world. Um, yeah, it was, that was an incredibly tragic day. And then I can't believe that it's been five years. Um, man, he had such an impact on the music scene and the music to follow. I think he is still impacting and still impactful for, um, the people like he's 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 a legend i mean he's his he's an icon i think in the rock and world you know scene the music scene and i think that it will be for a long time just like um a few of the others yeah all of um, them, really it's, it's interesting you, you made a good point uh in terms of our relationship with this uh with this loss as opposed to uh the deaths of the likes of kurt cobain and lane staley and um I remember, I believe it was last year where it had marked 27 years since uh, Kurt Cobain had passed away and everyone was saying that they couldn't believe that it had been just as long since his death as the length of his life because he lived, uh, he died when he was 27 and it had been 27 years. And yeah, the passage of time really gets me with this one because I do feel that when he did pass away, I did have a pretty intimate relationship with his work and it was impacting me on a, on a daily basis. I mean, I listened to his, his music, whether it be solo stuff, sound garden, temple, audio, whatever. Um, I was listening to it all the time. I was devouring it. I was learning about myself and the world through it, through his work. I think I was, I was actually having similar thoughts early. Like when you first find a song and you, decide to listen to it 10 times in a row like yeah. it's good it's still it and then like the only the passage of time makes you numb to like those initial feelings like i mean mr brightside is my favorite you know or nirvana um smells like teen spirit like the when it broke like i you know i envy the people that had the experience when they first when it first right. broke because that's how impactful and special it was like that's how, kind of how it was for us like those first two years of for three years of listening to them, it's like everything is new, everything is fresh. Like we're having mm-hmm. all this, and it's so, um, yeah, it's very different. Yeah. I, I know what it was. I was I was listening. Uh, the classic rock station was playing some music, and I can just like my I just picture my dad listening listening to songs, and you know they play the same songs on the radio for twenty five years now. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> classic like, rock has remained unchanged for the yeah. last quarter century. Um, but you're totally right though, because we, we went into it without having an understanding of the cliches around the genre, without understanding the, the cliches about songs like Black Hole Sun or Teen Spirit or Jeremy or Rooster or what have you. And I just remember for us, it was Pearl Jam that was the first. And then I think for me, my next band from the grunge era was Soundgarden and Obviously, when you listen to Soundgarden, the thing that jumps out at you um, immediately and heavily was Chris Cornell. It was his voice and 
just thinking of the work that he did with Soundgarden, and it's funny, like fresh because, tendrils. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because he's he's been gone for five years, and lately I've only just now been getting into the last Soundgarden album that they released in 2012, King Animal. I had always overlooked it because there were so many great records from the 80s and 90s that they put out that I. I hadn't, I hadn't, I hadn't been ready to move away from those yet to examine another area, and and I'm still doing it, and and I'm and I'm still learning about new songs. I mean, case in point, the day that I learned that he passed away, the first song that I heard when I I just went to go shuffle Chris Cornell music on Spotify, the first song that I heard I hadn't heard it before was "Sun Shower," and yeah, that I, I mean that, this. that brought me to tears. Um, and it's just you have this just response to music that matters that sometimes could just bring you to your knees and and chris chris did that with everything that he did i mean we talk about um we talk about bad motor finger at length on this on this podcast we talk about uh super unknown and and down on the upside is never far from my rotation i mean and that's only that's only his his life in Soundgarden professionally is only a, a portion of his professional um endeavors i mean temple of the dog i mean you can't pick you can't find another fitting tribute for a friend that he that he put that together for andrew wood and and it's so sad to listen to a lot of his stuff throughout his entire catalog and and listen to it knowing that he's passed away and just to kind of jump to that temple of the dog project with say hello to heaven the lyric that always jumps out at me um is now it seems like too much love is never enough Mm. Um, you better seek out another road because this one's ended abrupt. And and I remember listening to that one that day and thinking about it in a different way. And I and I always think about it in a different way now. Um, but I mean, his everything that he did was was impressive. And and it sucks too because you know he he had Audio Slave in the two thousands and and that was fantastic. But you and I had started to get into his solo stuff a little bit more around 2015, 2016, 2017, and, and Higher Truth had come out in 2015, yeah. and I know we had really appreciated uh, the song Worried Moon, and I think that entire mm-hmm. record as a whole nearly forgot my broken heart uh, before we disappear, let your eyes wander. And for me at the time, it kind of felt like he was really starting to settle into the next chapter of his career as being an elder statesman of music and, and being universally respected and putting solo stuff out at his own pace, Soundgarden, they were, they were, they were going to put things out at their own pace and who knows what future collaborations he may have had and what different projects, yeah. what soundtracks, what have you. And, and it, and it just stinks uh, to know, you know, he it's, it's been five years since he's passed away and, and obviously, since he's been gone, we haven't, we haven't, he, he hasn't recorded anything new. He hasn't created anything new. And um, it's just, it's, it's really sad. I know, I know we've gotten a couple of, a uh, couple of bits of unreleased material that have come out. I think the No One Sings Like You Anymore album that was put out posthumously, but it's just, yeah, it's just different. Um, and yeah, I, I just can't believe it's been five years. Mm hmm. Um, yeah, his solo stuff, I feel like, each band has um really awesome acoustic work uh, mm-hmm. but for some reason like when i think of like yeah solo and acoustic like chris cornell's work 
really sticks out. And he's got really some amazing performances, some some great stuff. Um, you know, a lot a lot of good videos on YouTube, and um, he just had this very intimate acoustic voice. Like it, it was, it always seemed so intimate. It always seemed like he was singing to you. Or it always seemed like he was singing to somebody, and he he was like, you know, come on, like come on in. I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna sing a few songs if you want to listen. And then you're like, yeah, like I that sounds great. And then you you know put your headphones in and and you hear him sing, you know, these songs. And oh man, it's just his acoustic work is some of my favorites for sure. If you know, catch yeah. me like it's just like when I just want like an acoustic voice and and a, and a guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, Really good stuff. Just it's almost, incredible stuff, actually. It's so incredible. It's it's almost hard to understand that the same person who sang Beyond the Wheel could bring it down 25 years later and give you something like Let Your Eyes Wander and could be that calming presence of, he's just up there with an acoustic guitar. And like you said, I'm here, come on in and listen, and, and we'll share we'll share some, some intimate yeah. time together through this music. And I think that's the one thing about so many of these artists that have a long musical career is the versatility and the different areas that they go into. And, and that's something that I almost, I almost kind of think of acoustic solo Chris as like a different person than, yeah. uh, than sound garden, uh, long hair shirtless stomping around in 1991, Chris Cornell. Um, but it's, I mean, it was, it was all him. And and he shared all of himself throughout his his professional career, and um, certainly I mean, since he's passed away, I, I think I've only I've only listened to his music more, and I don't think that's ever going to change. So. Yeah, where do you think he would rank all time as far as? Like it's almost he's like a two way player, you know. He's got mm. the acoustic and the electric, and he does, you know, because sometimes people are like, you know, they're just meant to be acoustic. Like I don't know, John Butler trio, or like you right. know, they're all his acoustic stuff is just so much better with acoustic guitar, yeah, and like and and acoustic vocals, and then you have the just the electric guys. Like his two way ability is is you know second to none. I mean, he's yeah. You know what it reminds me of? Who? Neil Young. I mean, Neil Young, you Neil Young will yeah. go out there with Crazy Horse and just make yeah. your ears explode for two and a half hours, playing heavy, playing super high energy, super sludgy, and then you know he can he can Crazy Horse can go to the back and he'll pull out an acoustic guitar and he'll play uh, Needle and the Damage Done or he'll play Don't Let um, Don't Let It Bring You Down and 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 Chris is the same way. I mean Soundgarden with those guys, they will melt your face and then he could just switch and i mean and he did that a little bit even in um uh in audio slave i mean same thing they could they could just mm. blow you away and and he could have an acoustic guitar i think there was a uh a pink pop i forget which year but um i think they they may have opened their set with i am the highway and it's just yeah. chris out there with so an acoustic good. guitar and you can see there's there's this great shot in the video of tom morello watching and he has such admiration in his eyes for what He's Chris like, was I can't out there I'm doing playing with Corn- Chris and, Cornell. <laughs> and that's the same person that would lead the band through a performance of like coach eyes, not even 20 minutes later. And uh, yeah. it's just, it's, it's crazy. The, um, uh, the latitude that he carried with him throughout his career and, and even his ability to, 
take a heavy Soundgarden song and strip it down and play it acoustically. Um, that was always super cool. He was always he was always playing some different stuff on his acoustic tours and, and covers. And I mean, he was all you never really knew what to expect, and it was just so so amazing. Yeah, yeah, he was man. He was he would have kept making music for a long time. I mean, obviously and. You're right. He had some. He he did the the obviously the Temple of the Dog tour, and he was releasing all the, uh, you know, he had his solo stuff, and I feel like he probably maybe Audio Slave would have played. Um, had yeah, another another they, they, installment. They did a one off uh, a one off reunion show in early yeah. 2017, and um, I think at the time there was a there was a news report, and I think they either interviewed Tom Morello or Chris, and and. I forget which one, but the the general sentiment was, "Hey, that was fun. We should do that again sometime." And and obviously, there's still an unfinished Soundgarden record that was recorded sometime. Yeah, it was like he was death. he was working on like all of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. He was doing all of it at once, just mm-hmm. very involved. So yeah, um, and and it's just I I think for me, aside from the music, I think it was kind of one of the bigger or one of the first big. Um, Right. Wake be... wake up calls that I had in regards to mental health because I think during the mental health episode that we did uh in last fall, um, I kinda talked about how for some reason I had that, that picture in my head or that idea in my head that, you know, people struggle when they're young and if they can make it through the struggles when they're young, they're going to be okay. And yeah. Chris obviously, like everybody else, I think it had struggles when he was young and, and he seemed seemed to have made it through and it's I think it was a huge wake up call for me uh, to not, you know, you you can't let your guard down, and and you have to be empathetic towards people, regardless of where they're at in their life, um, whether they have attained every metric of success or not, because it's not no one is immune to it. And I mean, they were he passed away hours after playing a show with Soundgarden in Detroit, and. You know, he's touring with this band that sold millions of records. He's playing shows to adoring fans. And it's just, um, that was a big takeaway for me, uh, you know, at a point that I hadn't really struggled a whole lot in my life to just be aware that it doesn't matter if you have everything on paper because it can still happen. So support people around you and, and support yourself when you can, uh, because you always, you always should. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well said. There's definitely, there was definitely a, uh, well, I had a similar idea that, yeah, I mean, if you, if you, you know, if you're old enough, then, you know, it's supposed to get easier. You know, once you pass through, you're making life decisions, basically, once you get into something and do it for, um, but yeah, there's, there's, that's not how it works. And things kind of, you know, progress and build on top of each other. So it may even get harder as you go on. Um, and that's why staying on top of it is, it's really important. Um, yeah, it, it absolutely is. And, and I think you know, it's five years ago. And, yeah. and I think for me, since then, the way that I choose to keep his impact on me alive is to share his music with people that may not know it and to play it often and to play it loudly. and it's kind of like that that uh that adage that I know we we say back and forth to one another that you die two deaths 
Mm-hmm. Uh, one, when your last breath is is taken, and, and secondly, when someone says your name here on earth for the last time. And I mean, Chris Cornell, in, 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 in those terms, he's, he's never going to die. He's never going to die that second death. Um, I mean, he impacted so many people. Um, you know, he's got, he's got, a, he had a wife, he had, he had children, he had bandmates, he had friends and, and millions and millions of fans and, and people that he impacted. And, um, yeah, it's, it's, it was a life that was cut way too short. Um, but it was a life that through the choices that he made throughout his professional career and, and public career and privately as, as a father, as a, as a husband, as a friend, etc. Um, the amount that he gave to people is, is really, really incredible. And, and he's still giving, he's still giving that, um, because he left, he left so much for us to, uh, to experience. Mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say that, uh, no one sings like him anymore. No one sings like you anymore. Yeah. And, uh, we're so happy that we had, uh, our experiences with Chris Cornell. And I think everybody out there would think the same. I know that for a fact. So, um, take some time, listen, enjoy, and, uh, remember the, the, the icon, you know, remember the legend, Chris Cornell, no better time than today. And, uh, I know we've been, I think we've been both listening to, we've been listening to Jerry Cantrell and a lot of, and a lot of sound guarding Chris Cornell. Yeah. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Long, long live Chris Cornell. Speaking of, uh, Jerry Cantrell, uh, if we check in, I think this, you know, we're recording on the 11th. Um, the May 8th is his last tour date in the U.S. Yeah, the, the he's U.S. Playing leg in San of the Diego. brain tour is over, isn't it? So they just finished three days ago, but don't worry. They he's rock not done. San Diego. He rocks San Diego. Uh, I heard he put on a killer show, but but don't worry. He's picking up in Europe. He's going over to Europe yeah, and playing. June 17th, it all starts again. <laughs> June 17th, it all starts. So what's he got? Like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine shows. Uh, July 22nd in London will be his last one. So, um, you know, maybe we have to go, Chris. <laughs> maybe we have to go. And um, I think everyone out there, um, I, I do know the podcast demographics. They're predominantly North American based, but I do know we have some loyal listeners from across the pond. So if uh, if Jerry Cantrell is coming to a town city country Zurich. or any other entity near you uh you need to go and see the man um because i think we we did ethan i got some direct messages on uh on the instagram page we did convince some people to go to the shows i believe we did convince top level patron uh, millie to go to the show oh, yeah? and uh and, and they said best 25 dollars i ever spent uh, they decided to be a person of action, like we told them to. Heck yes, and they saw Jerry, and that is uh, actually then, incredible. Yeah, so the one-two punch. They saw Jerry, and then they saw Pearl Jam in San Diego. I mean, come on, you can't, you can't really do much better than that. So I implore you, um, even if hell, even if you don't live in Europe, if you live in the United States and you're economically inclined to make that decision, fuck it, go hop across the pond, take a vacation, and see Jerry Cantrell. Why not? Like you say, just just finished rocking, <laughs> rocking the free world in San Diego. Dude, he, he was he was rocking. COVID, COVID tried to get him, couldn't slow him down. 
He's back. He fought through your show at the Ryman, and he finished with a bang on the West Coast. I'm now just he's, glad. he's hopping on a plane, and he's gonna he's gonna take that energy. He's gonna take that energy to Europe, and hopefully, he takes it everywhere. We'll be follow- I'm gonna be following along. I know that for damn sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. I almost uh, I almost uh, forgot to, uh, to oh, give, yeah. the, give the Brighton update. <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to next week. We'll just have to check his uh, Instagram and just comment on whatever he's posting at the time and. I'm sure it'll be awesome. I'm I'm pretty excited to. Uh, we're just gonna keep in touch with the Jerry the Jerry world all summer. Oh, hundred um, percent. And and also we we made Jerry Cantrell money because we did convince Millie to go to the show. So fun fact about yeah we yeah we did we did make him some money. We deserve some commission, Jerry, if you're out there. But fun fact, remember um, when we first probably probably within our first. Two years, three years. When was yeah. it that we that we like tagged oh, Jerry? It was, it was, it go, was, right it was hashtag when he created go. His Instagram page. It was yes. It was right when he created his Instagram, and we we hashtag go follow Jerry, and because we're like, wait a minute, we have do we have more followers than Jerry we at still, that moment? We, we had more followers we, than him yeah. then, and we still have more followers than him now. So and it was one of those things. He joined Instagram, and this was back in the the era where. We, the two of us, we used to go live every weekend on the Instagram page. And that's when we started. We're like, what gives Jerry Cantrell is an Instagram account and he doesn't have as many followers as Grunge Bible. Like, this is right. Get out there and go follow Jerry Cantrell. So we did the hashtag follow Jerry. And I remember his posts from back then. They were just littered with hashtag follow Jerry and his and, cats. Uh, <laughs> and his cats. Exactly. Yeah. He has like a, he has like a hairless cat. <laughs> a few hairless cats. It's creepy as hell. Oh yeah, that's why the, that's why he had to take this month break because he's he has to go to, like, to his cats. But yeah, his his, his posts people were literally tagging, uh, follow Jerry, and I think he he passed us like quickly, but then yeah. we caught back up. Now and now rest, we are, we, we, are the title away. <laughs> we are back ahead, which is but pretty you know cool. What? That's, that's what we're, do- we're 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 in service to these people that uh, that have certainly helped us. I mean, by this point, Ethan, I'd like to. I mean, I would hope. And it would be it would be a great hope of mine that in some way, shape, or form we have been able to uh, uh, kind of move that blip on the radar for how much money uh, the song Wood is making. Alice in Chains. I'd like to think we've moved if, the needle for them, maybe just a little bit. Everyone, but. yeah, everyone has those questions that they're gonna ask when they die, and that's yeah. gonna be the first one. That's I gonna ask be the <laughs> big man upstairs. Like, all right, like, what kind of influence do we really have on the listening yeah. charts of? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have have they looked at our page? Do they know who we are? Yeah, and, yeah. And, First, I and did they hate know. us? I gotta know. Did Jerry know who Grunge Bible? Because that's was. that's the thing. Like, I would be. You imagine you meet him. It's like, hey man, I I see your page. <laughs> hey, I see you post what every week, and he's like, I fucking hate that. Like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> Please stop the pandering. <laughs> <laughs> so. But, you know what? It's it's like that old quote: "The opposite of love is not hate; it's indifference." So if if, if they right. if he hates us, it's better than him not yeah. not caring. I guess. Uh, um, I guess the Eddie Vedder. I guess all he has is the official the official count for Eddie Vedder, which has is at three hundred ninety k. Yeah, but it doesn't look like his personal. You know, it's 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 his <laughs> it's, personal it's team, count. It's but, team run, I believe. It's yeah, the, he has he has a pretty robust team uh, that manages uh, manages his stuff. But Jerry, I mean, that's that's pure that's unadulterated Jerry. Yeah, because I was say like, I wonder who like I wonder who in the in the genre are we? Like, I know the band obviously Pearl Jam has like millions of followers, but yeah, they're the biggest. Right. 
Like, does... I just want to know who's running the Mud Honey account because they've commented. I want to know who's running Puddle of Mud. Uh, Do you think any is, of these people run there? Mr. Puddle himself. <laughs> Because we've we've all we've had contact with these people, so I don't know I don't know who they are, but uh, we I mean, could, we, we're up front with who we, we could are. We get Mister Puddle. We could get Mister Puddle on a, a podcast. I think I think we can, and we I think we should, and we can ask him about, about the performance. How about so we're we're nine episodes away from the 69th episode? Do you think? Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who do we who do we have on for that or what do we do? I don't know. We're gonna we have or what to, you, we have what to do saying? something for that. I mean, it might yeah. be West Scantlin, hopefully. Let's see. Sixty nine would be nine weeks away, so that'll put us at June, July, end of July, later this summer. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna ask. We're gonna ask on Patreon for suggestions and strategy uh, for the sixty ninth Grunge Bible Podcast yeah. celebration. So want- who we should interview or what our topic should be. So if you really want your voice heard, head over to Patreon. Cost $2 become, to be become heard. A, become a $2 supporter, shitty cup of coffee, and we'll take your advice and do something crazy for the 69th episode. Absolutely. So before we wrap up and get to Song of the Week, I would like to thank our producer, Drew McFadden, for all of his work on this project. Uh, I would like to thank everybody out there who's listened, who's subscribed, who's liked, commented. I would also like to thank people who have purchased merch. Um, seems like every week someone's out there, a couple of people are out there making some purchases. Um, so I think crew next season is over. Um, but we've got t-shirts, uh, we've got stickers, which I mean, those are, those are immune to the perils of, of the seasons. Um, we have socks. Um, so go ahead. Uh, we have beanies too, and it's never a bad time to rock the beanie. I mean, it's getting warmer, Ethan, you have one on right here. Um, you have a sweatshirt on too. So if you want to support the show, uh, and you want something tangible to show for it uh, other than access to Patreon and potentially me saying your name, go ahead, check out the, uh, check out the merchandise page uh, that is always linked in the description of this podcast episode. So you go see something you like, make a purchase, and uh, be sure to send us a photograph when it arrives. Uh, that is an instant way to get Grunge Bible to, one, notice you, and two, repost you. So. You're playing the long game. That's the way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. We we value the support, and we can be bought. <laughs> we can't. Everything has a price tag, and mine is not particularly high. <laughs> no, it's not. Uh. Well, I can start off the song of the week. Uh, Absolutely. Like. It's a pretty. It's a pretty easy choice for me this week. <laughs> I listen to it all day. Um. It just been brought to my attention, and I'm I'm looking up all the live performances that I've already streamed. But fresh te- fresh yes. tendrils by Soundgarden, fresh tendrils, baby, <laughs> has to be the best song um, that you could listen to right now. So honestly, just stop the podcast. Go ahead and get your headphones if you're not listening to headphones. Everything every song is better with headphones. Need the headphones. Get those yeah. out. And it it is it is really good. So like musically, it has like it has. A really, I mean, obviously, it has the Soundgarden guitar to it, like, but it is like a classic. I'm, I'm surprised we overlooked it the first time because it is a classic Soundgarden sounding song. I'm disappointed the lyrics, in myself. The lyrics are very it. like are are very Cornell. I mean, they're kind of simple and they're and yeah. they have these like and funnily they're, they're enough, syncopated. And they, it, he has these stops. He has the stops in it and like the kind yeah. of like the, the the beat drops and yeah. you know it's very like you know it's like it's a ballad. 
in a little yeah. in a way. Funnily enough, um, Chris Cornell collaborated with Matt Cameron for the lyrics to this song, and Matt wrote the music. But I think it's just the synergy of the band at the time that everybody was was on the same page in such a way and his delivery i don't know who wrote what parts um that's lost to the ages or to those who were there uh, or to the internet because i may not have done my due diligence in researching because we do get things wrong on this podcast and we're not infallible but man it's just that's a ripper fresh tendrils i i love that yeah dude it's good man it's got it's a deep song you know it's not it's not a surface level song and we took it for that and that's why we missed it the first time around but really we, we learned we were your, liars you gotta get your roots in there and you gotta let your fresh tendrils man so yeah, you gotta sink it's in. a it's a good one how about you so my song my song of the week um i was sitting down writing the notes and and usually i write down my song of the week uh on this little notepad here so i don't panic at the time and i knew that you were gonna go with fresh tendrils uh i wanted it to be mine but I knew that you. It We've was had to be some yours. doubles before, but we have. I understand. We have, but uh, also um, kind of reflecting and writing some notes about um, Chris Cornell and his music. One one of his solo songs in particular uh, jumped out at me um, as one that's always uh, always close to me, and uh, that would be "The Keeper" uh, by Chris Cornell. I believe it made its first appearance on the Songbook record, um, and. Yeah, this this one is just uh it's it's definitely one of those one of those songs that for me has a different meaning and has a different level of heaviness to it knowing that um knowing that Chris Cornell has passed away obviously and um yeah there's there's lyrics in the song that always always give me chills um it's kind of towards the end but I cannot see the light at the end of the tunnel tonight my eyes are weary um and I mean, this is just a masterful song, and it's it's one that definitely definitely makes me emotional at points because I I do think about I do think about Chris, um, and it just kind of sinks in further every time I listen to this. The fact that the fact that he's not here, um, but we have music like this to remember him. And funnily, funnily enough, the songs of the week kind of speak to that duality that we were talking about earlier, where. Uh, it's the same person singing on Fresh Tendrils as it is on The Keeper. And, you know, they may be separated by 15, 16 years. Um, no, even longer than that. My math's all messed up. Um, but it's just really, really incredible. So as this episode has been a testament to Chris Cornell, uh, this week's Song of the Week entries are, are also a further testament to the musician that was and the music that remains. Mm. well said I like that um, that's it that's all we have for today's podcast um, thank you all for listening listen to Chris Cornell today listen to Soundgar and Audio Slave Temple the Dog however you want to take them, take it in um, and for that we hope you have a great week and we will see you same time same place next week thanks for listening everybody take care of yourselves see you next week Rock and roll. Rock and roll, baby. <laughs>